Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. All right. It is time for, yes, another listener mailbag episode six questions slash comments one of which i just got to do like many more podcasts about it as often happens as i'm researching uh, topics for this show i fall down a crazy rabbit hole of information and i just get really crazily interested in the topic and and one of the questions today did just that Oftentimes they all do it to a certain degree, but then there are those like topics that just, they get me really excited (laughs) and they're really interesting and will be helpful to you. And there's one today. They're all great questions. Uh, There are no dumb questions. I know it is one of the most cliche things to say, but when it comes to exercise and nutrition, One of the main reasons we fail to achieve our goals is because of all the bad information out there. And if you're not asking questions, how are you going to be successful? And yes, oftentimes these questions, if you listen to enough podcasts of mine, they are derivations of similar type questions. They're related and sometimes they're repeated, but that's okay because we need to keep hearing the science over and over again. Because the vast majority of you know that you need to move more. You need to eat better. 
How do you do that? Well, you need to hear it in so many different ways so that you can find what works for you. And I really, really love when I hear from you and the questions because it, it also connects me to what's going on right now in so many different ways. What questions do people have? What struggles do they have? You know, the world is changing in so many ways, but with that, it also stays the same. I'm answering many of the same questions I did when I first started in this business over 30 years ago, and that's okay. That's okay. I actually just did an Instagram post, kind of a, an aside, but it's connected, uh, working on two different lawsuits right now as a fitness expert, and it, with one of them in reviewing the documents, there's a certain concept Grabbed, you know, a textbook from my just I, I love my library of, of books and textbooks, fitness and nutrition and motivation related. But I pulled out one from a certification I had received in 2000 <laughs> for 20 years ago. It's so frightening to think of. And I went through the you know textbook and and the areas that applied to this particular lawsuit. And then I looked, you know, obviously the publication dates, it's over 20 years old, the the certification in the book itself. So I ordered the most recent version. And surprise, surprise, exactly the same. And my point is, some stuff just remains the same. The basics, the stuff that works. And actually, the question that I'm going to go into a little uh, greater depth within this episode is kind of related to that. It's, it's the basics, but it's, it's making things complicated that maybe don't need to be, but it plays into what I love, evolution, and all of that kind of stuff that this show is all about. But I now have two textbooks that are 99% the same. I haven't gone through you know, the, the newer one uh, completely, but when it comes to exercise science people, you need to lift heavy things to challenge your muscles and make them adapt. You need to raise your heart rate to challenge your heart muscle and make it adapt and burn calories. And we need to fill our bodies with healthy things. And I want you to, again, focus on what you are eating, not what you're not. Say it frequently. I don't want people to tell me what they're not eating. Tell me what you are. Because the benefits, the protective elements, the nutrients, all of the really good things come from consuming foods. Yes, there is some benefit to not eating for a certain amount of time that is way higher level. You need to focus first on what you are eating rather than long periods of time that you're not, especially when those periods end and you're still not filling yourself with healthy foods. But I digress, <laughs> as I often do. All right, quick break. When we get back, we're going to jump right into it. Quick, fun, six questions, comments, listener mailbag, episode number 12. We'll be right back.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. All right, let's jump right into this listener mailbag episode number 12. Uh, every time I do one of these, <laughs> I always want to make it shorter and inevitably I go a little longer than I initially thought I would, but because I want to give you the best information. And I know, I know, I get it. I know the complaints. Anyway, let's jump right in. Uh, question number one Hey, Tom, a huge fan of the podcast. I'm currently sick, not COVID, and missing my workouts like crazy. I'd love to hear your take on working out when you're sick with a cold. I've heard conflicting information on if it's safe or not. Thanks. Awesome question. An example of one that I get frequently. And what are the two words that I talk about that all my great guests will say at some point? And all of these questions, it's basically applied to just about all these types of questions. It depends, right? But if you have a cold and it's not COVID, and let me always throw out there, you know, you've been cleared by a doctor. I mean, if you're sick, you know, you don't feel well, it's always smart to get checked out by a doctor, but we don't run to the doctor all the time. I get it. So you have to listen to your body, right? And a simple kind of starting point rule of thumb that fitness experts have been using for as long as I've been in the business is the neck up, neck down kind of principle. So basically, if it's like from the neck up, kind of like a head cold, then you're pretty much good to go. Now, again, <laughs> there's so many things. If you're sick and it's not 
that simple head cold. I'm obviously oversimplifying here, but I'm not at the same time, right? So uh, if you're, you know, from the neck up sick, the typical head cold, which it sounds like you're describing here, generally speaking, you're good to go. Neck down where your body hurts, your body aches, that's more problematic. And that's where you probably want to say it might be smart to take a day off. And if you've listened to my podcasts uh, and you know my philosophy, I always err on the side of caution. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. It is significantly better to take a day or two off and recover than work out hard and have to take a week or two off or more and potentially make yourself worse. And this is where it's challenging as a coach or as a when I was a trainer trying to determine if the client, you know, could work out or not. And if we didn't move exercise every time we had sniffles or discomfort, that'd be problematic. And so right then and there, let's take the word exercise out or even work out and and focus on movement. And if you're in such, you know, discomfort that you don't want to move, well, then that's a sign that your body's telling you time to take a day off or two. Here's one rule and kind of, yeah, we'll call it a rule that I have followed. If I'm not feeling great, you know, it is exponentially more difficult for me to do cardio, especially hard cardio, when I'm not feeling well. But I could get away with strength training, especially the basics. And so that's something to consider. Again, this is all relative. This is all painting with a broad brush. But you know what I'm talking about. So when in doubt, I'm going to maybe move, you know, just as much or more walking, things like that, if I'm really not feeling well, and maybe do some strength training. But as I say that, I'm someone who so infrequently doesn't feel well to the point where I can't exercise. Now, if you follow me on social media, just had something that happened to me that hasn't happened in decades. Trained for the Ironman down in Florida, went all the way down, feeling like garbage, like I haven't felt in literally decades, and didn't race. And so there's an extreme answer to listening to your body. It was really, you know, (laughs) completely out of the ordinary for me to be sick, much less that sick. But I listened to my body. There would be another race. And sure, I trained for months, and I invested a lot of time. Money didn't matter. I was doing the right thing for my body and and I was sick as a dog, like crazy. So that's the extreme. So just always remember that you want to do what's healthy for your body. Healthy. And when we can't do a certain thing, I focus on the other components of fitness. So in other words, if I can't do my cardio, like I just said, maybe I'll do my strength. And if I can't do either of those things, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus even more on eating healthier and hydrating. All components of fitness, right? Body composition, which is tied into eating. And so when we can't do something, that is a perfect opportunity to work on those things that we don't do enough of. We tend to do what we're good at when it comes to those components of fitness. 
and what we enjoy. And that makes sense. And that's smart. But we need to do all of those other things a little bit as well. And so you're truly like, I can't do any cardio. I don't feel well enough. I don't want to lift heavy weights. That doesn't feel good enough. But I think I can do something. It's a great time to work on stretching. It's a great time to work on core moves if you can. And final kind of point to this one, it's a great time to work on your mental game, whether that's meditation, whether that's visualization, which I love, as you know, if you're doing any kind of sports, picturing yourself spending 5, 10, 15 minutes doing visualization exercises. And so just because you can't do something doesn't mean you can't do another thing. And when you come out of that sickness, you are stronger. Yes, I'm the Pollyanna person, but, you know, when I used to have clients that got injured, I'd say, that stinks. We're going to work around it and you're going to come out stronger because it's going to force you and me as a coach to add even more variation into your routine. And that is a great thing. All right. Great question. Thanks so much. Again, better to take a day off than a week. Listen to your body, strength over cardio, and then go to the easier and easier things depending on how you feel. But always get checked out by a doctor first if if you think you need to. Uh, Number two, uh, hi, avid listener here. I wanted to ask your thoughts on counting macros. I'm currently working with a trainer and she has me tracking macros, which quite honestly, I hate tracking food. Any benefit in your eyes? Yes, short term. Now macros, for those of you who don't know, macronutrients, carbohydrates, fats, proteins are the top three. Now this was not something when I first started in this industry. There's no talk of counting macros. You know what it was? You went to Weight Watchers. Again, I'm going to always show my age, but for reason, lots of, lots of expertise and experience here. And what did Weight Watchers, which was, you know, one of the only empirically proven uh, kind of diets out there to work in a certain way longer term, it was because it wasn't cutting back or cutting out whole food groups. It was kind of counting macros to a certain degree. There's a point system. It's a different way of doing it. So, when I was a trainer, what did they tell you to do? Do a three-day food inventory with your clients, which, truthfully, should be a nutritionist. (laughs) And what I learned after getting certified in sports nutrition and things like that and uh, doing the master's degree, exercise science, sports psychology was, yeah, there's benefit to that. And you know what the benefit is? This is the biggest benefit known to man as far as this concept is concerned. It teaches you what you're eating. It gives you awareness. There are so many studies. And I don't need, this is a great example of I didn't need to see one study. I, all I needed to was have the experience, the thousands of people I worked with over the years to know that we underreport what we eat. And we overreport how much we move. That's human nature. And part of that is conscious and a part of it is subconscious. And we learn from extremes. Those two, around two years I did natural bodybuilding, I learned that I was an 
as aware of every single thing that crossed my lips until I started going to the extremes of natural bodybuilding, where you didn't drink water, you drank distilled water. And you cut carbs and you did all of those things. And the, as I like to put it, the most unhealthy person won. <laughs> Again, that's an aside. But what's the value, the benefit, as this person asked, in my eyes? It's you're getting awareness and you getting educated. Hopefully this trainer, this is the problem here, is that, oh, you know, trainers, yes, some have nutritional knowledge, some don't, I'll leave it at that. But even that aside, the great acronym, I did a podcast, I think it was a fit tip about this a while back, BLTs, bites, licks, and tastes. So as great as even counting your macros, so macros they might, a trainer might say to you or a nutritionist, okay, here's your X number of calories per day, throw out a number 2,000, 2,500, 3,000, depending on your you know, fitness level and goals and uh, what you weigh and all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to break it down to the percentages. You know, what percent is going to come from carbohydrate? What percentage is going to come from fat? And what percentage is going to come from protein? And we could debate that all day long. I believe in higher carbs for energy and then, you know, decent amount of protein, about half my body weight in grams per day, probably a little bit more, and then healthy sources of fats. But... I don't want someone doing that for a lifetime. How could you possibly do that? And how do you possibly count macros? It's a great example of second, third level stuff. And I'm not discouraging the practice. Again, I'm saying it's a great thing for a short amount of time for most people for those reasons I just outlined. But just same way if I told you that, you know, pea protein or, you know, egg protein was the best and the only protein you should have, is that, is that doable? And that's what's so wrong with so much of the advice you're given. Even if it has some scientific basis or merit to it, can you actually do it? Who cares if, you, if that's the way? And when you go to a restaurant and you order something, quite often they don't have the macro breakdown of what you're going to eat. And so that gets frustrating. And I don't want you to be frustrated. So I want you to learn. And I'll end with this. <laughs> This is yet another reason I love talking about this specific topic because it's, it's contradictory even the way I say it. And I'm, I'm aware of that and I always bring it up. What am I talking about? People who maintain their weight like myself and have done so for a really long time tend to eat the same foods. Why? Because we don't want to count macros. Because we know what works for us. Because I know the oatmeal and berries and nuts I had this morning for breakfast works for me. It feels good. I can go for a run, you know, shortly thereafter. I'm not going to have GI issues. And I basically know how many calories are in it. And so it's 80-20 quite often, as it is with so many things, in sticking to the same foods. Now, that being said, I'm all about variation. And to be the healthiest we can be, we want variation in our foods as well. But back to what we can start off doing, be successful doing first and foremost, instead of counting macros all the time, figure it out. Figure out the foods you like, get three, four, five breakfasts, you know, five, six meals a day, rotate them. Because I don't want you counting macros for the rest of your life. I don't want you counting them for very long at all. If you're someone who enjoys that and it works, you're the exception, good for you. 
I'm always going to go by results. Awesome, awesome question. But it's about you being aware of what you're eating and those bites, licks, and taste people. As I started to say, and I carried away as I always do, that's what matters almost more for so many people as far as weight gain, weight loss, weight maintenance. When you have kids and you're grabbing, and I got them, I, I experienced this myself once I started, a, you know, was a parent. When I was bodybuilding, no kids. Then suddenly you're like, oh, there's two chicken fingers left over from, you know, teenage son. Actually, the teenage son sat because now his appetite is so, you know, so large that he rarely leaves food behind. And as we know, if we don't order it, does it count? Right. But he's eating all his quesadillas and stuff like that. So be aware of every single bite, lick and taste if you are or just to be healthy. And to be honest. And to enjoy food and to enjoy living. All right. Good enough. <laughs> I'm already going over time. Uh, thank you. That's such a good question. This is a great one. This is more just a comment. I added a couple of those in too, just because I love to um, put those out there as well. Uh, this person said, I tried the two second up and four second down with my seated military press today. You are absolutely right. I had to decrease my weight from 100 pounds to 50 pounds just to uh, go slowly and with good form to complete 15 reps. Thank you, sir. Don't call me sir, please. It makes me feel old, but but thank you. Uh, awesome advice. And I did, uh, this was through Instagram, maybe a direct message. And I did see this person, you know, probably I'm guessing around my age and 100 pounds. <laughs> I don't know if that's dumbbells or a barbell or a machine. Doesn't matter. It's a lot of weight. And I often talk about the two-second, four-second rep that I was taught in my, you know, true first job, which was a Nautilus facility, you know, back in my college days, which is crazy that I am now the fitness advisor for Nautilus and their Bowflex and other brands underneath that parent company. But it works. It works because it forces you to do this, as I talked about in that podcast. When you go slowly, you can't go too heavy. And depends on your goals. I'm always going to qualify it with that. But for the vast majority of people who want to look better, feel better, live longer, injury prevention, you know, prevent injury, uh, fix uh, certain injuries as well, muscle time under tension. And for decades, I have been in gyms where people have come up to me and they'll say, are you injured? And I know exactly why they're asking it because I'm doing like bicep curls with 15 pound dumbbells or 20 pound dumbbells, but I'm going slowly and I'm recruiting a heck of a lot of muscle fibers. So I love that this person tried it. And by the way, you know, I've given a lot of information out here on these podcasts. You got to try it. You got to find what works for you, but know that there's the science and then there's the options and you got to kind of figure out what your program is within those guidelines. But it's about form and taking momentum out. And this is yet another example where someone took it too far. I'm not going to name the specific modality that was really popular like 20 years ago, and it's still around. All of those things will stick around. Someone will always, some fitness person will jump on the bandwagon some kind of fad, you know, program and bring it back because 
People want that newness, even though it's not new. The iconoclasts. Anyway, it's way slower than six-second rep. Way slower. And, you know, they even added cardiovascular benefits to the strength training that were not supported by science. Anyway, starting to get a little annoyed with that kind of stuff because it wastes your time and money, and that makes me angry. But let me finish with this. You don't always have to do that two-second, four-second. Obviously, if you're max benching or max squatting, you're going to go faster. Variation is crucial for everything. But for me, 80%, pretty much, of my strength training is done with that two-second, four-second. I can't remember the last time I maxed anything because I don't want to or need to personally. And that goes for psychologically or physiologically. I know some people love it. You know, I have friends who love the Olympic lifts and the heavy stuff. That's great. Do it safely. Don't get hurt. And I'm all for that. There's a time and a place. All right. But that two second, four second, if you haven't tried it, so that two second is on the up, the concentric contraction. So if you're doing a bicep curl, as you raise those dumbbells towards your shoulder, that's two second. And then it's the down, that four second, three to four second rep to lower the weight. That is everything. Because as I say, people tend to do it backwards. They're swinging the weights and they're losing the down. They're letting gravity do the work or depending on what they're using. And you're decreasing your results and increasing your chance of injury. Enough. Thank you. I love that you tried it and I love that it worked for you. That's awesome. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.
Hi, Tom. I have a friend, this is number four, uh, who is interested in doing your exercises. However, he has great difficulties in doing exercises like push-ups, sit-ups, etc., especially at the basic level. At this moment, he is only able to do two at the most, and he struggles too much to even do the first one. I'm trying to help him build up his strength little by little. Do you have any advice on what exercises that he can do and work for the start? First of all, how awesome that you are helping someone get healthier. Be so proud of that. Be so proud of that. All right? This is a great time to talk about, what's that question? Which are better, machines or free weights? Okay? Well, when you're just starting out, why are machines, the same thing that people say are the downside to machines are the upside in more than one way. Now, I don't know if this person, if either of them, you know, hopefully together have access to like that Nautilus circuit that I did back in the day, but strength training machines, they allow you to build up strength safely and more easily. So if you're doing a chest press machine, you don't have to balance the dumbbells or the barbell. You're not utilizing your core. And so for all those reasons, people say you should never do machines. No, it's exactly when you should, if you have the ability and uh, availability to do so. All right, shoulder presses, the basics, a leg press. The value of machines is for this population. It's also for, just throw it out there, bodybuilders. When I bodybuild, you're doing everything because you can isolate a muscle because you don't want to use your core muscles and you want to go as heavy as possible oftentimes, bicep, machine, something like that. You're going to do a mix of free weights and machines. But let me say this, and a little difficult to say here because the question said push-ups, sit-ups, etc. But let me just do the push-ups and the sit-ups. So when I had a client like this back in the day, you do a push-up and you do it off a wall. And that's why I would start true beginners or, you know, uh, elderly getting back into it for the first time or someone with an injury. So you face a wall, you take a step or two back. And because your angle is so, you know, you're, you're not supporting your body weight the way you are with a traditional push-up, this is how you build that strength up slowly. The progression that is so lost and so rarely done in fitness because it takes time. And what you do is over time, as that person gets stronger doing a push-up off the wall, you walk your feet back an inch or two. Adding a little more resistance, a little more body weight. Now you want to be careful. You don't want to step too far back. But at that point, when you are back enough that you are really starting to use that chest and the shoulders and the triceps, then you go down to the floor and you start with your knees. Now, again, you could go lower, thinking out loud here, but you, know, you could use a bench and things like that. But generally speaking, the wall, walk those feet back over time, build that strength gradually, increase that angle and the amount of resistance off the wall, and then it's on the knees and then it's on the toes. So you're progressing. And sit-ups, super challenging for many people who don't have that requisite core strength. The exercise I just described, what is a push-up? It is a moving plank. You need to use those core muscles to stabilize yourself, especially as you start to walk those feet back from the wall. So that is a phenomenal exercise to build both the upper body and the core strength gradually. 
And then, just like with the push-up, you do the exact same things. Then you start maybe on your knees, on your forearms, or I'm sorry, straight arm, and then drop to your forearms. So you're progressing slowly. Now, this is super advanced. And, you know, I, I absolutely love the fact that you are helping someone who is at such a um, beginner level. So you got to be super careful. Uh, I would recommend that you find a really qualified trainer to help you with these modifications and proper form and things like that. Uh, but I love it. So it's about progression. And again, if you can start with machines and have a strength and conditioning professional set you up in those machines correctly, the right weight, all of those things, uh, but start slowly. And you can do, I'll leave with this for this question. You want to walk, you want to swim, you want to find cardio. You can do an elliptical machine with the upper body component to build that upper body strength. So it's not just about that strength move, but it's about building up that strength in other ways as well. Functionally, dynamically, you can do it through cardiovascular exercise as well. A rowing machine, depending on what that person can tolerate and is appropriate for them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it. Uh, five. Okay, here we go. <laughs> How much time? All right. I am not going to go half into the depth of this one. This is going to be a, a separate podcast because it's such an awesome topic, but I needed to address it and then we'll do it again <laughs> in much greater detail and you'll know why. Uh, Tom, I'm listening to your podcast about fruit and people thinking it's bad. You mentioned people exposing themselves to cold in order to lose fat. Can you speak to offer insights on, now there's a couple topics, there's several really good topics within this one question, uh, to offer insight on cold plunging. I have a group of friends who are adamant that cold plunging, among other benefits, brings on brown fat. Uh, it also, following the Wim Hof breathing methods, teaches focus, resiliency, brings on better mental health, etc. Is this all actually for real? So much in there. <laughs> and I went so far down the rabbit hole of research for this question that it's not for this podcast, uh, but I'm going to do it in great depth uh, with some great guests, the Wim Hof uh, and for those of you who don't know, that is a person. There's a whole cold aspect to it. There's a whole breathing aspect to it. There's a meditation aspect to it. And then it goes to all of these claims, increased immune system. Just there's so much going on there. So I want to keep this kind of simple, yet hit the main points. So let's go back. Cold plunging. I had Lindsay Berra. You can go back and listen to that podcast. Amazing. So smart. The granddaughter of Yogi Berra. And she is a phenomenal sports writer. Okay. And the specific article that caught my eye and I brought her on to talk about it was called The Cold Hard Truth About Icing Your Injuries, uh, November 2019 Men's Health. So yes, this is about injuries, but it also goes to recovery from exercise. And we talked about, I'm going to give you the basic facts. In 1978, Harvard physician Dr. Gabe Merkin coined the term the RICE protocol, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Well, that same doctor tells anyone who will listen that he was wrong about rest and ice. Now, as a triathlete, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When I first started getting into this triathlon, endurance world, marathons, ultra marathons, I tried the cold ice baths, hated them. I want a hot shower, a hot tub, any day of the week over that. And what I'm very happy to report is there's mixed science. And what Lindsay Berra brought forth is that, and this doctor, that ice is not what we want to do. And so triathletes used to just jump into 
you know, the ocean, if they're in California, the cold water, you know, different lakes and rivers or put ice in a bath. Now there's places you can go and all that kind of stuff. Let me read just some quick paragraphs on the science behind this. This is from that prior podcast. It's all about inflammation, right? And so when you think about constricting your blood vessels, preventing inflammation, it also goes to taking NSAIDs, right? And why you probably shouldn't do that, the same mechanisms are potentially involved. When tissue is damaged, the immune system initiates that inflammatory response, which in a 2010 study published in the Federation of American Societies for Experimental Biology Journal showed is necessary to heal damaged tissue and repair muscle. So the current thinking is that the immune response should happen, that we should allow the body to do what it wants to do instead of constricting the blood vessels, taking NSAIDs and things like that. Let me give you the short of it. I'm going to condense this way down, and then I'm going to do a whole show on Wim Hof. So interesting. It feels good in the short term. It feels good in the short term. But if, if you're a professional athlete who needs to play the next day or the, you know, two days later and, and you know, 100 games or 50 games, then it might be what you want to do, the cold plunge and things like that. But the research is showing in the long term it's not only delaying the recovery, it may decrease the effects of the exercise bouts if you're someone who's working out. A couple more quick paragraphs. In 1986, a study published in the journal Sports Medicine showed that when ice is applied for a prolonged period, lymphatic vessels become more permeable, causing a backflow of fluid into the interstitial space. That means local swelling at an injury site will increase, not decrease, with the use of ice. A little confusing because, wait a minute, don't we want that response or not? But let's go to 2014. Journal and Strength and Conditioning Research Study done by the University of Queensland showed cold water immersion after training, ice baths, substantially reduces long-term gains in muscle mass and strength by stunting the cell activity crucial for building stronger muscles. So there's some current research. Now it's mixed. Let me say it again, substantially reduces long-term gains in muscle mass and strength. Final line, final paragraph rather, short, the body deploys its repair and cleanup crew in the form of macrophages, white blood cells that engulf and digest cellular debris. They produce the protein insulin-like growth factor one, which is required for muscle repair and regeneration. The same study showing that blocking inflammation delays healing by preventing the release of IGF-1. So it's not cut and dried. And it does feel good. I don't like it. I'm happy that this is the information out there. And listen, this is one of those things that like, it's the placebo effect. It's, you know, what feels good to you. We can go back and forth and in greater depth, but the current research is showing let the body do what the body wants to do. Let it repair itself. Yeah, you're going to feel better in the short term, but are you preventing the recovery and potentially gains in the long term? All right, such a great topic, but let me go back. I don't want to go too deep. Brown fat. Let me talk about brown fat really quickly because I'm, I'm pulling this out. We're going to do a whole episode on this uh, brown fat, and we're also going to do, I'm going to do one on Wim Hof himself. What is brown fat? I found a great uh, way to just kind of Give it to you right up front. Brown fat, also called brown adipose tissue, helps maintain your body temperature when you get too cold. It's the same fat bears use to stay warm when they hibernate. So your body has white fat 
and brown fat, all right? They're two different types. So, you know, the white fat, uh, well, let's go to babies. So when you're a baby, you are born with a lot of brown fat uh, between your shoulder blades. Newborns can't shiver, which is one of the ways the body creates heat. How great and smart and intelligent and amazing is the human body? Brown fat acts as a built-in heater. You lose most of it as you get older and form a shiver response to cold temperature, all right? Both shivering and brown fat activity increase your energy expenditure, causing you to burn more calories in cold temperature. All right, I did do a quick fit tip on this. Exercising in the cold burns four times the calories was this claim. It was more bad information I heard (laughs) was, I think, the way I worded the fit tip. All right, how do we do this really quickly? Cold is good. I'm someone who believes in it. And back to the comfort crisis, if you haven't listened to that episode with Michael Easter, how amazing that, you know, we weren't, we didn't evolve to be in this climate controlled environment all the time. I'm someone who goes out without a jacket. All right. And we can talk about brown fat and white fat, you know, in greater depth later. But I believe that we, you know, we don't want to be at that perfect temperature all the time. And that's for mental and physiological reasons, okay? So we can talk about grit and resilience and things like that. And when we get into Wim Hof, you know, much of the research is pointing to the mental, the control that the brain has over feeling cold and things like that. All right, but you're going to hear, and there's even gyms popping up that say exercise in the cold to burn more calories, four times the calories, whatever. The only way you burn more calories, and it's not a huge amount when you shiver, and you'll read double, but, you know, if you're in an ice bath and you're shivering and you're burning two times the calories that you would if you weren't in the ice bath, you're not moving. How many calories are you actually burning? It's a great thing of statistics. Now, with COVID and all this stuff, you're hearing like four times the cases and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go. But it's like, yeah, where they're 10 and now they're 40. So be very careful also when you hear double, right? Is it double of nine calories and now you're burning 20? You don't burn a lot of calories when you're sitting. And you burn more calories from fat when you're sitting. Anyway, once you start exercising, so these claims that, you know, exercise in the cold and you will burn four times the calories. Well, once your body starts warming up, you're not burning four times the calories. And if you go out dressed up and then warm up, (laughs) you've just defeated the whole concept we're talking about. And when you look at the studies, one in particular that shows the increased calorie burn from being cold, it was an outward bound type group that they studied. They weren't exercising. They were just living and they weren't warm throughout the day. And so they were cold. So the bottom line is two things that I've seen put out in this episode. And again, much greater depth coming up. But You have to be cold to get the benefit of this brown fat and uh, the mechanisms that are involved. And it's not a huge amount of calories anyway. So do you want to be uncomfortable (laughs) for for very small gains? That's taking the science that we have right now, simplifying it down, yes, but that's where it is. Are there benefits to Wim Hof and all that stuff? Going to talk about that. So interesting. So look forward to that episode. I have a couple different guests that I want to uh, help explain it to you. Doctors, doctor level, PhD, always uh, for this type of stuff. So yes and no. <laughs> you can tell your friends. Uh, but when we talk about Wim Hof, there's a huge psychological component. All right. But let's be as natural as possible. 
with everything we do. All right. Final comment, not a question, but I like to throw this in there. It's just, I like the positive. Hey, Tom, just want to say thank you so much for all your help. I started running a few years ago, but kept hurting myself and would have to give up. Recently, though, I started adding more types of cardio, leg strength workouts, and stretches throughout the day. I work as a writer, so lots of sitting. Happy to say I haven't had any real pain so far and am even running longer distance than before. Feels pretty awesome. That is why I do what I do. That is the person who could say, I can't run because I'm in pain, and the doctor will say, don't run. Oh, you have bad knees, quote-unquote bad knees, whatever that means. You have bad hips. Your back hurts. Don't run. No, no, no. Let's figure out why. Because those things that are keeping you from running so often are keeping you from being as healthy as you can be. It's insane to me that so many doctors and people in the health field will immediately say, don't do something that is natural and healthy. We should be doing everything possible to get people moving pain-free and doing something that is absolutely natural. All right, so that makes me so happy. And what did this person do? Say it one more time. More types of cardio, mixing it up, variation, cross-training. If you want to run, you have to do that to be able to do it. That's why I do triathlons, one of the many benefits. It's a goal. It's a destination. It forces me to bike and swim. I would not be swimming if I weren't doing triathlons. I just wouldn't. And I know how good it is for me as a an adjunct to everything else. This person also, leg strength workouts. I did my five-minute leg strength workout last night. It's what keeps me healthy. One of the components. And stretches throughout the day. Throughout the day. They're not saying they go to the gym. This person works as a writer. It's parenthetical. I work as a writer, so lots of sitting. They are doing the micro-workouts. They are doing the excessive moderation. They are listening to the advice. And they are employing it, believing it will make a difference, and they're seeing the results, and you can too. What a perfect way to end this. And I went way too long. <laughs> I apologize. But it's good info, all right? No, it's great info. And to end on that comment, thank you for sharing that. And please, people, do not hesitate to reach out. It makes me so happy. Good and the bad, let me know what you're thinking. Questions, comments, Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. FitnessDisrupted.com is the website. You can email me through there. I'm updating it, as I said. Brand new website going up soon. Even easier for you to email me through that site. Please rate the show if you can. Two seconds, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do. However you are listening, tell your friends. My newest book is The Micro Workout Plan. Thank you so much. And I'm still goal. Got to get over 100 reviews. So if you've read it, greatly appreciate a review as well my little pitch for everything. This is what this is what keeps it going. But again, thank you so much. So many different questions and get excited because that whole Wim Hof thing, holy cow, is there great stuff in there. And it's about meditation. It's much more about cold, uh, our immune systems and mental toughness and, and what we can control because we all control three things. How much we move, what we put into our mouths and our attitudes. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.